Hey, uh, Dan, thank you so much for coming on Startup Steward today and uh, telling us about Goldfish, uh, not the snack, but the company. So we'll, we'll talk about the company in just a minute. Uh, but first, start us off with your background a little bit. Uh, tell me sort of how you uh, got started. Cool, thanks. Um, yeah, we, I'm born and bred South African. Um, after school, I ended up in the United Kingdom, um, and I served in the Royal Marine Commandos as, a, as an officer for seven years. Um, multiple deployments overseas um, after the, the, the 2001 period, so I spent a lot of time overseas. Um, after that, um, after leaving the military after seven years, um, I got into the private security industry, um, spent a lot of my time around Africa and the Middle East um, doing security risk management for large multinational oil companies um, and spent a good sort of 10, 12 years um, of my sort of later career working for the oil companies, um, looking after travel risk management, physical security, crisis management for those companies. Um, and a lot of that in, involved training, awareness, um, and sort of helping those companies sort of protect their people and, and, and protect their businesses. Um, you know, one of my, one of my team members um, in the commandos, um, Sharif Gardner, um, after leaving at a similar time, we, we both went into, into the, the private industry together. Um, and he quite quickly actually ended up in the cybersecurity space. Um, and really after you know, around 2015, 2016, um, he contacted me and, and said, you know, listen, this, this industry, this security industry, you know, the, the cyberspace is blowing up um, and getting extremely interesting. And we need to look at, at getting involved um, and, and how we can get in there. Um, and so we very quickly sort of assessed the industry, saw our skills and what we could bring to bear and what we could offer. Um, and with both of our sort of corporate backgrounds, running risk management for, for enterprise-sized businesses, we, we quickly saw a niche that we could offer without having a technical background um, in cyber. Um, and so we, we, we looked at, at going down the route of, of education and training and behavioral change modeling. Um, and really building out a, a solution to do that. And, and that's how Goldfish was born. Fantastic. Such a great story. I, I, I want to dig into it a lot more. Uh, uh, can you talk about the security work that you were doing before the company? So, you know, it, 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 I don't know if you can necessarily discuss as part of your service, but uh, uh, I'm really curious as to what kind of services you were providing uh, with the multinationals. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we worked, um, I worked for, for a number of oil majors and, and oil service companies for many years, um, worked all over West Africa, um, protecting their organizations, really just, just doing a, a lot of um, consulting, advisory, security project management, um, both on the anti-piracy side and onshore as well. Um, West Africa, we dealt with a, a number of, of large physical security problems and, and crisis events, um, employees getting kidnapped, needing to recover them, um, piracy attacks on offshore assets. Um, and then after West Africa, moved into, into the Middle East, um, spent quite a bit of time in Iraq working for oil companies there, um, worked quite a bit of time in Yemen as well, which is a, a very interesting environment to be working. Um, and really de dealing with, with a number of, of issues and problems, um, protecting daily operations on the oil fields, dealing with, you know, tribal disputes, 
um, dealing with all sorts of issues. I was actually on the ground in, in Iraq um, when ISIS um, invaded Iraq, you know, from Syria oh, wow. back in the day. And, you know, we, we ended up having to close some of the oil fields down, evacuate some people out. So I, I, I've, I've managed quite a lot of country evacuations um, of, of oil workers. Um, I've evacuated teams out of Iraq, out of Yemen, um, I ran the evacuations for Libya when when the country fell into into chaos. There, we mm-hmm. we had oil workers out there. So, a lot of sort of high profile crisis management work, um, as well as the sort of day to day stuff. Um, and then, you know, I I looked after sort of travel management and travel security for a lot of the the oil executives as well. Um, and a lot of that involved a lot of education and awareness training and sort of helping them understand the parts of the world that they were traveling to, how to stay safe, how to avoid danger. Um, and we're constantly taking taking teams and executives through that type of training to reduce their their personal risk. So my my exposure and my sort of understanding of the cyber risk side of things really came quite late in my career. But one of the the oil companies that I was working for um, had a huge cyber attack in 2016, I would say, 2016, 2017, um, took multinational company off the grid for seven days. Absolutely. Wow. And they lost millions of dollars um, to, a, to a huge ransomware attack. Um, and that was really a, a large exposure to, to myself. And that, that, that was down to a phishing attack. Um, wow. a, a, a very, very basic, you know, they spent millions of dollars on, on technical cyber controls. Um, but right. a simple, simple opening and clicking on an email brought the company to a standstill for, for seven days. It was phenomenal. That was really my first sort of major exposure to actually all the work that I did protecting employees in high risk places. You know, I'd never seen anything bring a, a business to its knees like a cyber attack had. And so very quickly right. realized that, you know, there was, there was huge importance in, in that industry and huge importance in helping businesses protect their, their people from, from cyber attackers and, and protect their businesses. Right, right. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you mentioned your co-founder, Sharif. Uh, is he, uh, was he with you through, throughout this journey as well? And what kind of roles was he playing uh, in the service? So Sharif, um, Sharif served with me um, in the UK military. Um, we served overseas together on the teams. Um, after that, he went into the, the private security industry, but really focusing on the maritime side of things. Um, so was, was okay. do, doing a lot of anti-piracy operations off the Horn of Africa. Um, spent a few years doing that. Um, and his company that he was actually working for, he then ended up writing a number of educational courses for that company. Um, and they then opened a, a, a cybersecurity arm, a cybersecurity wing. Um, and he actually got, got recruited from his training background to sort of move into that and help them write cyber training courses. Um, he then ended up heading up one of the largest cybersecurity academies in the UK um, and writing their, their full program there for, for that company. Um, quite soon after that, um, after he sort of had his intro into cybersecurity and had almost like his, his internship into cybersecurity, he got recruited or headhunted by a large um, cyber insurance company um, in the UK. Um, and that was subsequently um, acquired by Access Capital, a, a large um, US underwriter. Um, Sharif now heads up a, uh, a, a cyber training team for Access Capital that really travel internationally, training up 
brokers um, around the world on cyber insurance, how to underwrite the risk, how to understand the risk, how to understand cybersecurity measures um, for, for brokers trying to, to, to sell insurance and for, for, for insurance policyholders to better understand their risk and, and what they need to do. So he's, he purely sits in a, in, a, in a training and advisory environment now within the cyber insurance industry. Got it, got it, perfect. Um, let's take a two second break. Uh, I just, uh, in my studio, I can see uh, my left side getting dark. So give me one second, I'll be right back. So. <clears throat> This is have this is where uh, having a video editor is a huge deal because he can cut all these stuff out. Um, so um, I, I I love your you know your both of your stories and uh, I think uh, Sharif working in the industry is is a is a phenomenal thing as far as supporting the company. Um, you also have Zoe working with you, right? Uh, um, who, Sharif and Zoe are essentially married. So um, what is her role? Tell me a little bit about her background and her role. Yeah, so Zoe has a background in digital marketing um, and graphic design. Um, she, before Goldfish, uh, owned a, a successful digital marketing agency um, and you know, has numerous years working both for for the private sector and public sector running running campaigns um, and digital marketing there so really from from day one we had that you know asset and, and capability in the organization not only to to run all of our marketing and build our brand but the graphic design piece was huge for us you know we are essentially a, a creative company um, in everything that we do you know we we need to get across really engaging um, you know, as as attractive and beautiful um, content as as we can. You know, our content is everything from our awareness campaigns and all the materials that we that we offer for that to our um, our online courses and our videos and everything that that we produce to to really help train and educate and and creativity and and design is fundamental to that. So Zoe from day one was really a critical team member for for Goldfish, um, and she's she's been with us from day one. Fantastic, fantastic. So right now, uh, tell me, let, let's move up a little bit and tell me about, you know, around 2016 when you started Goldfish, what was the initial problem that you were trying to solve and what was that initial solution like? Yeah, so the, the, the initial problem that we, we tried to solve um, when we first kicked off and, and wanted to get our, our foot in the market was a lack of great content. Um, there was some basic cybersecurity awareness training out there. Um, we had experienced it in, in some of the large multinationals very, very early on. Very few companies were offering training to their employees. And those companies that were, it was maybe death by PowerPoint or it was some really awful e-learning you know, attempt at, at educating about you know, basic email security. So we, we identified a huge lack in decent training. Um, and what we realized as well very early on is that the majority of training out there was a, a, a once-off, once-a-year compliance training, tick in the box. You know, no, no companies really were, were offering decent quality training that was engaging and sticky and could really get a message across um, and truly change behavior. Mm -hmm. 
so so our first attempt you know our first um sort of product that we took to market was actually a content only approach so we we designed a, a number of modules um and animation videos um that we could then offer to companies um to then use on their own learning management systems or we partnered with a number of training providers who, who could then license our our content out um, and we we really had that on the market for about for about six months 12 months um, until we very quickly realized that a huge demand coming from the market was for the learning platform itself and the ability to deliver that training because a lot of companies didn't have their own learning management systems. They needed mm. a system to deliver it to their employees. They needed a system to measure uh, training progress and track scores and get behavior and trends back from, from the platform. And uh, another sort of feature that was coming out quite early was the ability to test your employees on what they've learned. And that was done through two key ways. It was done through knowledge assessments or quizzes. Um, and another way to do that was through um, simulated phishing assessments or, or simulated phishing attacks where you right. could actually create a fake phishing email and send that out to your organization and be able to monitor how they react to that and, and, and whether they click on it, whether they open it, whether they follow the links, all this sort of stuff. And the, the system, the phishing simulator can actually measure all of that and let the security manager, let the IT manager know how vulnerable his organization is to phishing. So wow. yeah. we identified quite early on that that was a demand coming from a lot of our customers, a lot of our partners coming from the industry. And we, we then pivoted away from being a, a content only solution into delivering the, the full spectrum of it. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so that initially, you said that that was only about six to 12 months. Then uh, once you got into the platform idea, we're talking about 2017, 2018 timeframe. Is that right? We, we launched the platform at the end of 2017. Perfect. Okay. So tell me what that initial reception was like and what kind of feedback were you getting from the market? Sure. Um, I mean, the, the initial reception we, we got was really based around our content. Um, you know, the, 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 the platform was, was great. People were happy to use it. Um, you know, it was, um, it was well received, but the content we were getting was, was fantastic. We actually had an early strategic partnership with one of the big security, uh, cyber security companies, Trend Micro. Um, and they loved our content. Um, they were launching their own um, training and phishing platform. Um, but that was really going to be predominantly for their um, for their enterprise customers, the Trend Micro existing customers that were using Trend products, and they wanted to offer them a a training solution, you know, exclusive to to those customers. And they needed content for it. Trend Micro didn't want to build their own content, so they did a, a partnership with Goldfish um, and a number of other training vendors. And which was great to see in the sort of early days that the Goldfish content was, you know hands down the most popular chosen content by the customers on the platform for trend and so trend micro extremely happy with with that partnership and we made some really great early revenue through that um, but a great way to, to partner and and really understand sort of feedback on the product and and see you know the quality of our content so it was really good to gauge that um, so we we had we had that sort of revenue stream coming in from the content um and then the platform as well was was quite early we, we started launching in in the in the sort of south africa and southern Air, uh, southern africa region 
-hmm. and quickly realized that actually in, in the cybersecurity space and, and certainly selling, you know, what we were wanting to sell, um, building up a, a network from, from the ground up and trying to sell into the cyber market was, was going to be quite tricky because of how relationships work in that space. And the companies that were you know, currently selling cyber products, whether they were technical products or consulting products or, or whatever they, they were, these were based on, on a long time of, of, you know, quite trusted relationships because we're dealing with quite a, you know, sensitive subject of cybersecurity. And what we then decided to do was go after a, a go-to-market strategy of finding managed service providers or managed security service providers who were already providing a, a range of services to, to companies and managing their security services, managing their IT services. But they were looking to offer training as well as an additional service to their portfolio. And then we would then partner with those companies and they could then offer Goldfish training as part of their service portfolio. And we started seeing some really nice traction for that. Um, what that allowed us to do as well as a very small team at the time, um, you know, we didn't have dedicated sales staff as well. So what it allowed us to do was really shift the responsibility of sales um, to those partners. They already had their networks. They had dedicated sales teams. And now they were actively selling our product into, into their existing networks where they had the, the, the relationships already. So we started seeing some, some early traction um, across Southern Africa and a few clients in the UK as well. Um, and then that just started, started to grow. We started to build our brand out a bit. We started to grow our partner networks. Um, 2019 had us double in revenue from the year before. Um, and then 2020, we um, could afford to, to bring on um, three new team members. We had a dedicated sales manager, dedicated head of, of content design um, to really look after that. And we had a dedicated graphic designer come on um, as well to, to take a lot of that work off, off Zoe. And, you know, with that, what we then started producing and what we could then take to market um, you know, at the end of 2020, we had increased our partner network by 500%. Um, and we'd spread the partner, you know, our partner network of, of managed service providers into, into Asia, into Europe, into the USA, um, and into Australia as well. Um, and again, all of that without funding. Um, so, you know, we, we saw a great climb in, in revenue for, for 2020 from 2019. That's fantastic. Uh, it seems like you guys are on a, uh, on a uh, really sort of a good trajectory here. Um, one thing I realized is that we're using a lot of these words, um, which some uh, investors who might not be well versed in, in this technology might not necessarily understand. So let's very quickly define them. You know, we, you, you obviously use the word phishing. Um, so let's discuss that. Um, and, and uh, um, you know, when, when we're talking about uh, training people. Um, what kind of training are we uh, are we talking about? And then testing. Uh, I want to go make sure we go through all those three things so we can sort of understand what your offering actually is. Sure. So one of the one of the key ways, you know, businesses out there today in, in 2021 are spending a lot of money on protecting their business from cybercrime. Everybody knows that cybersecurity is an issue now. Um, cyber attacks have been in the media, left, right, and center. You know, government organizations, private organizations have fallen foul, and they're losing, they're losing data. 
Um, their systems are getting shut down. They're losing business. Um, it is a, it's a huge problem. And people are starting to wake up to the problem. Businesses are starting to spend a lot of money on protecting themselves. But the vast majority of that spend is on technical products. It's on your antivirus systems. It's on your monitoring systems. It's on your scanning systems. It's all about the network and the data and the servers and protecting the email system. So people know how to spend money on that. What cyber criminals are now doing is they're recognizing that. They're seeing how difficult it is now actually to hack into companies because they can't get through these firewalls. They can't get through these antivirus systems. And so what they're doing is they're bypassing the technical controls. And if I'm a cyber criminal, instead of me trying to hack into your server through your firewalls and through your antivirus, I'm just going to put together a simple email and I'm going to script that email based on some very rudimentary um, knowledge of your organization and perhaps yourself. I'll, I'll research you on LinkedIn. I'll find a couple a couple links that, that I can find. Um, I'll, I'll draft a, an email to you. And in the email, I can either have an attachment that has um, malicious software or, or a virus attached to it, um, or I can embed a, a link into that email, which could then take you to a website um, that is embedded or that, that has malware embedded into that website. So as soon as you arrive on that website, it downloads malware into your computer. Or alternatively, I could do a complete fake um, link into a website like your Outlook or your bank. And you will get to then a landing page of your bank and the landing page will then ask for your login details, but it's actually a web page controlled by myself. So as soon right. as you put in your username and your password, I'm into your accounts and then I, I and then I can use that. And that, that essentially is, is phishing. Um, it's a way for cyber criminals um, to manipulate users into giving them information or taking an action that they wouldn't normally do. Um, and it's it's really the world of social engineering. It's the way it's it's the world of, of manipulating humans um, in different scams and, and, and different different tricks um, that they use to bypass the technical systems. Really interesting. And uh, this is a very scary stuff because uh, before, you know, cyber criminals were focused on the technology part, like you said, you know, weaknesses in, in your IT infrastructure. Now they've moved on to the human part and making sure your team is ready for those kinds of attacks is the next frontier. So that's really what you're targeting. Um, when you say now, you know, you're, uh, when you contract with a company, you obviously have to test them first, then train them and then test them again. Um, what, do the, what does that process look like? How do you actually test people? Uh, <laughs> tell me about that, uh, uh, that idea. So there's, there's really two ways that, that, that we can test people. Um, we can, and a lot of the companies, it's in really entirely up to the companies. We, we provide the platform that allows them to run any type of training campaign, any type of program. We provide all the, the tools and the materials to put together really successful campaigns. And I can get onto exactly what we provide there, but ultimately how they structure their training program is up to them and we advise them and, and we can give them best practice. But one of the best ways to really launch an effective training program is to get a baseline measure of the level of knowledge of your organization or your level of vulnerability to social engineering. So we can do that in two ways. Firstly, we 
can create um, a baseline knowledge assessment. So we can send a whole lot of questions out to the users. You know, what do you know about phishing? What do you know about social engineering? Here's some questions about passwords. And we can get a very quick understanding for what level of knowledge exists in the organization. And we can then structure training around that. You know, there's, there's no point in teaching everybody the very, very basics. If actually it's, it's quite a tech-savvy organization and they, they know a lot already, you can then structure your training accordingly. The other way to, to get a baseline measurement is actually to, to create a, a simulated phishing campaign or a simulated phishing attack on your organization before you do any training. And what what the platform, what Goldfish allows our customers to then do is to select a number of, of pre-designed templates that we've done. So we, we've got a number of, of email templates um, that look very similar to a lot of the, the top brands out there that you would receive in your inbox every day. Um, we can customize those to make them even a little bit more personalized or a little bit, you know, geographically customized. Um, and we then put a whole campaign together and in, in that email, there'll be a, a phishing link or an attachment. Um, and some of them will even lead onto a, 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 a quite a convincing landing page. And that will then get sent out to the organization. And then what our, our testing platform allows us to then do is we can then tell exactly who in your organization has opened that email. We can tell who has clicked on the link. We can even tell them, we can even tell which of them has actually submitted their username and password into the, into wow. the landing page. And right. then from the user perspective, you know, as soon as they get that, as soon as they click on that link, as soon as they um, you know, are unsuccessful and they get fished by that test, we immediately, what we do called uh, just-in-time uh, just training, where they'll have a, a landing page pop up and tell them, you know, in, in, a, in a very sort of supportive fashion, listen, you know, unfortunately this, you know, you, you failed this, this phishing simulation. This was put together by your IT team. Not to worry. This happens to everyone. Um, here's, here's a very quick video. Here's a great infographic to teach you how to avoid doing this in the future. And right. so it's a really, really impactful training experience because they've just clicked on something. They may have just realized it. This is now some reinforcement training to, to show them that actually don't worry about it. This happens a lot. It can be very convincing. Here's some good tips to avoid doing it in the future. And then that gives the training manager or the IT manager really good understanding actually how susceptible his organization is. And getting that baseline understanding and that baseline vulnerability test at the beginning of a training program is a big wake-up call to a lot of training. Yeah. <laughs> because... Uh, they, they, they can get some percentages, you know, up in the 20s, 30% of their organization are opening phishing emails and clicking on phishing Ooh. emails. And it, it just takes one employee to drop your, your company, you know, deep in, 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 the, in the hurt. So, right. it, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's a really good method to, to really launch a, a good training program. Um, what, what we realize, you know, our methodology around training is, is all about raising awareness and changing behavior. Mm. And if, if you are just giving a, a once-off message, a once-off note, a, a once-off um, experience to, to the learners or to the employees, um, they may take it on board very quickly for five, 10 minutes um, and then forget about it. And while they may be a little yep. bit more knowledgeable, it's not gonna change their behavior. And when it comes to cybersecurity, 
and reducing risk to the business. It's about changing behavior. It's about getting them to do something differently than they're used to doing. It's about not opening that email. It's about not clicking on that link. It's about securing your passwords properly, creating passwords, making sure you've got different passwords for different accounts, stuff that people are lazy about because they don't care. And it's about really designing a training program that is so effective that it makes people change their behavior. We do this in a number of different ways. We, we, we've built the platform, we built our solution. So it delivers training over a continuous period. From studying the marketing industry, we know that a first touch advertisement is not going to change a consumer behavior. It's not going to make somebody go and buy that product. But if they're constantly reinforced with the same advertisements and the same marketing, and they're getting surrounded by messages of that product or that need, it changes their behavior because they're constantly having that message reinforced and that need and demand reinforced. And that's what we really take into our security awareness training. We deliver continuous training over a 12 month subscription period. And that can be done in multiple, multiple training campaigns with multiple types of content, um, constantly being reinforced. Um, you can have multiple knowledge assessments, multiple phishing simulations throughout the year. Um, uh, so continuous training um, is a new methodology for training a lot of your corporates a lot of your organizations you know if they do any training at all it's it's a once-off it's once a year training they take that box that's them done but that doesn't change behavior it doesn't actually reduce the risk and so we, we we provide the mechanism and the tools and all of the content to really deliver some some very effective annual continuous training programs um key key to to changing that behavior key to get their message across is is our content and making sure that what we are putting across to the learner when we're trying to teach them, um, the materials we're putting across is understandable, it's relatable, it's as simple mm-hmm. as possible. Um, in the past, unfortunately, a lot of cybersecurity training and information security training has been done by the IT teams and the security teams. And the, these guys are technical wizards they're amazing at what they do but what they're not good is talking to humans and <laughs> right. and unfortunately your organizations are you know putting their their employees through some of the most boring technical god awful you know content and and training out there because powerpoints the, yeah death by powerpoint or you know an it manager standing up and trying to explain to you the complexities of malicious software and how it attacks <laughs> servers and networks he's like oh stop right. uh, so, so what, what we've really done is and and it definitely helps our approach not having a technical background you know and right. and you know Zoe coming from a strong marketing background and strong design background you know we've taken a step back and we're like how simple can we make this and every every module that we design every subject that we discuss everything that we try and get across from your phishing to public wi-fi to how to use vpns to how to create strong passwords all of that is built with a, a cyber made simple mentality from from day one we try to get it across that you know if if your grand can understand it you know we've done well <laughs> right and, and the, the the other methodology we use in building out our content is is personalization 
we recognized quite early on, both from you know, our experiences working in organizations, large, large multinationals, to feedback we get from, from customers and partners, is that you know, trying to build culture is very, very, very different different yeah. uh, it's ex extremely difficult and your large organizations are so desperate to try and change behavior through through building company culture and getting people on board in the in the company and 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 it's difficult a lot of people just aren't invested they they don't care and when you're talking about cyber security a lot of companies are trying to ram down their security policies on their employees you right. will do this you will do this you will do that because it's policy and we're enforcing policy and you must do this. And so what we've done is, is, is we've looked at that and we've looked at the challenge companies have in building culture because of that sort of enforcement methodology, enforcement approach. And we try to personalize all of our training. So instead of telling you that, you know, you will do this because of company policy, um, we take on an approach of trying everything that we teach all of our modules, all of our videos, it's about the end user and protecting his or her data, protecting his home and his family and his online accounts and his banking, because right. there's incentive. If we try and tell you that you need to do all of this to protect a company, well, it's not my <laughs> company. Right. You know, it makes no difference. I get my salary at the end of the month. doesn't matter what happens to the company, but right. If, if I can teach you to be a lot safer online to protect your own financial well-being and to protect your family and to protect, you know, your own online accounts and your own data, all of a sudden people start paying attention. They start taking better practices. They start securing their, their, their accounts. They start using password practices that are much better. They start av avoiding you know, those spam emails in their, in their right. personal mailboxes. And over time, that behavior changes and it improves. And what happens is that same person comes to the office and starts ad adopting that behavior in the office and the business has a, a much more reduced risk there. So we right. definitely try and personalize all of our content and all of our training as much as possible with that training methodology in mind. That's fantastic. You're, you're doing a lot of things that are, really important really important from a business perspective but also i think as as a founder and as a startup i think are are, are fantastic um you know talking to your clients understanding their needs etc um talk to me so you're already in a good place right now you seem to be growing at a pretty healthy clip uh, what's the plan for 2021 what, what do you hope to achieve in the next 12 months so in the next 12 months um like I mentioned, we've we've got a, a big product release um, coming out now for, for Q2. Um, we've been working now for 14 months, really, to do a, a complete overhaul on, on our platform. Um, okay. We've learned from our customers and partners, studied the industry, sort of looked at competitors out there, um, really looked at what's, at what's missing, um, really looking to consolidate our offering from all of the the, the, the good feedback and the bad feedback we've had, everything that we've learned really over the last few years, and we've consolidated that into, into a, really a brand new solution that, that we're taking out. So um, we're, we're launching a, a new Goldfish platform in Q2. Um, that's going to be a game changer for us. It's a significant improvement on, on what, we've, what we've had to date, so we're super excited about that. Um, and, you know, our partners are, are excited as well. So, you know, we, we're certainly going to look to, to build on that platform. We've got a roadmap out for the next, 
18 months, 24 months, um, you know, what we, we couldn't do absolutely everything that we wanted. Um, but we, we've got a lot of great features in mind for the platform. We know exactly where we need to be. Um, we now need to sort of grow our team out, grow the revenue to support a team and grow that team out so that we can really start building on, on that platform and bring in some fantastic features based on everything we, we know about the industry now. So while, while we're, we're building the, the platform um, and building the, 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 the sort of software dev team really out to support that, at the same time, we're constantly improving our content. Um, we're either improving existing modules and existing um, training materials, or we're producing new ones, um, looking at potentially new subjects that are coming on the market or coming into the industry that we're aware of, new threats, new problems, and, and also changing best practices. Um, the cybersecurity industry is, a, is an interesting one where it's constantly changing. Um, the, the best practices and the top tips and the... Um, advice that is being given is is changing on a on a six month twelve month basis. So right. your training content has to keep up with that, and so we're constantly updating it. We're constantly revising it. Um, you know, customers of ours that are are coming back year on year, they want to see new content that they can put in front of of their employees. They don't want to yep. see the same modules from the year before. So we have to keep on top of that as well. Um, and, you know, in addition to improving existing modules, in addition to creating new training content, we want to start um, doing some geographical customization or translation projects as well. Um, we've okay. identified new markets that are coming up um, in the Middle East, in Asia, in South and Central America. Um, and these, these are markets that are, are starting to be ready to, to really get into this and start spending on security awareness training. So we, we need to start looking at, at building out that material to support those markets. And that's something that, that, that we can do. Um, but we, we just need the time and we need the team to do so. Fantastic. So... so Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you finish the thought. Okay, and then and then finally, really over over the next sort of twelve months is is again a, a big focus on on continuing to grow our strategic partnerships with managed service providers and managed security companies. Um, yeah. You know that we we very early realized that we needed to be niche. We wanted Goldfish to be as niche as possible to allow us to really just get get that wedge in in the door. You know, plant that stake in the ground. Um, and what we, we looked at was security awareness training is niche. As, mm -hmm. as you know, the, the cybersecurity industry is last year was a $167 billion industry, global, global spending on cybersecurity. Um, security awareness training wasn't even $1 billion. Okay, So we, right. we, we, we've gone after a very niche problem in in the cybersecurity industry. And we, we, we wanted to go even further down. We wanted to get even more niche. And so our target audience really for, for go to market in all of our marketing and everything we do in our product development is really going after this MSP model and providing a platform and providing a product that the MSPs can take to market. And we've done that in a number of different ways that we're extremely, um, uh, attractive to the MSPs. They want to partner with Goldfish for a number of different reasons. Um, and that is going to allow us to scale exponentially over the next 12 to 18 months. Fantastic. Fantastic. So the question I had before I, that that's going on in my head right now is we talked about your founding team. Uh, 
uh, Sharif and uh, Zoe. Um, I understand you also had a couple of developers who've been with you for uh, quite some time. Uh, introduce them real quick also. Sure. So we, very early on in, in Goldfish, we realized we, we wanted to pivot um, and have our own training platform and, and our right. own fishing platform. Um, we essentially wanted to design the, the, the SaaS um, product to, to take to market and take all of our training on. Um, myself and Sharif didn't have technical backgrounds. We didn't have development backgrounds. Um, and so very early on, we, we identified two world-class South African-based um, software developers. We brought them on um, to build our, our initial product out. Um, so that, that initial platform that they built um, 2017, 2018, um, we are still using the same platform today. Um, and you know we brought them on board, and before we we had the capital, before we had the budget to pay them, they, they built the product out in about probably about ten months. Um, the, the initial product, um, and we we gave them equity in in the company and, and brought them on board. And, and Hein and Marius are, are still with us um, today. They're running all software development now, um, which is is fantastic, and they've been working in in overhauling that initial product and completely redesigning um, and developing our, our new offering and, and our new platform that we're taking to market now in the next, Fantastic. next month. Okay. And, and over the course of 2021, um, do you have any uh, specific hires that you're already sort of thinking about and then that you have plans for? For sure. Um, we, we definitely need additional <clears throat> dev support um, to, to help Hein and Marius. Um, we, we don't, ever see goldfish growing in, into the hundreds of employees. Um, but, you know, we, we have done extremely well to date with having very, very competent people um, in, our, in our different roles. And so we really see that, you know, not growing too big. Um, but we need, we need another great software developer. We're going to need a, a QA tester. Um, we're going to need a, a UI UX guy to really focus on that because UX is, is yeah. everything in our product and, and our solution. Um, we want to grow our sales team, not only from a, a geographical territory um, sales, but to really go out. And, and when I say sales, it, it's really more developing partners. Um, everything that we do from our sales approach now is not going after end customers. It's going after the MSPs. And so that's what we predominantly focus on. And so we, we want to get um, you know, more, more sales teams in different territories from Australia to Africa to Europe to the USA and have them dedicated to growing their partner networks in those territories. And then really key for us in the success of that partner strategy is to have um, dedicated uh, partner success managers or account managers. So once that partner mm. is on board, we have yep. somebody dedicated from Goldfish that can really help that partner sell it. We can train up their sales teams. We can teach them about the onboarding. We can teach them how to be the cybersecurity heroes to their clients. Um, and that, that has been a great strategy for us to date. You know, we really... Um, get get those partners on board and we train them up with everything that we know. We help them sell. We provide them the marketing materials. We support them um, and make sure that their team is is extremely well 
um, trained and supported to actually then take our product into their markets. The problem um, is that's all being done right now by our single sales <laughs> our sales director is not only trying yeah. to grow the partner network, but then support the existing partner network, advise them on the onboarding process, advise them on everything that they need and the hundreds yeah. of questions they've got about going to market. Um, and so we, the, the sales force to really support that strategy is, is what we need to grow. Um, and we, we, we want to grow a, an animation team as well. Um, you know, our, our existing training team or training design team um, yeah. is fantastic. You know, we, we've got some great training modules. Um, we've got some very good sort of basic animation uh, videos as well to support uh, all of that training and support those training libraries. Um, but really, I, I, I see us um, developing or, or, or growing a, an in-house animation team, sort of 2D animation, where we can really start putting some great stories and scenarios and, and some, some entertaining learning um, off our own storyboarding and then putting that into animation videos and taking to market as well. Fantastic, fantastic. So you sort of hinted on a couple of sort of long-term, longer-term ideas you said you never you don't see uh, goldfish becoming you know a hundred developer uh, uh, company what is that long-term vision paint that for us you know three five ten years out where do you see this company going sure so I, I see <laughs> Sharif laughs about it when I talk about it but <laughs> I, in in five years time I want goldfish to be the biggest security awareness training company in the world that no one's ever heard of and it's a bizarre concept to talk about, but if if we can get our our partner strategy and our distribution strategy correct, the reason why we're really really attractive to those MSPs and and those large security companies is we white label. And one of the key features we've built into our platform is the ability for a full multi-tenant tiered system. So we, we can allow on our platform, a distributor can come in, a large global cybersecurity company can come in, and they can create distributors underneath them. Those distributors can then come onto our platform and create resellers underneath them. They mm. can have multi-tiers of resellers, and that just scales globally exponentially, and it can all be managed from a central console on our dashboard. And we have built that system in to allow scalability and allow the attractiveness of Goldfish for this MSP approach. What we've also done is built in a fully customizable white label, white label feature um, on the platform. So any company can come in and resell Goldfish as their own product and their own solution. You can put your own logos, you can put your own branding, you can have your own color schemes. It's unrecognizable as a goldfish platform. And that allows these MSPs to confidently and effectively take it into their markets and sell it alongside their other products and services that right. they're selling. Um, and we, we've seen you know, really, really good feedback on, on that idea. We've had really good early traction with MSPs in the market to do that. And I think that's where we're going to be going in the next few years is really focusing and laser focus on, on that market. And, you know, we, we've had, you know, we've had some questions about that. You know, what about your brand? Don't you want to build a goldfish brand out? No, what I want to do is make millions of dollars in revenue. 
and and this this is this is the way there's not a lot of other companies doing that you know the competitors in the space they're they're brand sensitive they've done very well they deserve to have the strong brands that they have um but they are brand sensitive they're not giving up their brand for anyone and when you've got some very successful managed service companies or you've got professional service companies like your big four and you've got big cyber insurance companies that want to offer services to their hundreds of thousands of of clients and policyholders these companies are huge multinationals that their brand is very important and if they're offering services and offering products it needs to be in their brand and their logo right. and so that's where goldfish can come in and what it allows these huge companies to do is instead of needing to acquire a company they can just partner with goldfish and they can brand it however they want they can sell it as their own product as far as the world knows they are now offering world class cybersecurity awareness training at no cost to the company right that we manage it we we sit behind the curtain we run the platform we make sure that everything is 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 running we make sure that all the content is world class we're constantly updating everything we manage the full solution from behind the curtain they sell it and put it up front um and and that that's really where we see us sort of growing over the next few years fantastic fantastic so from an investor perspective should they expect to be with you for the long haul uh, and you know maybe in the future an ipo and going public is that the idea no i i i wouldn't i, I would say, i mean our our exit strategy is is really i would say about about 3 to 4 maybe 5 years out um i think once we grow to a certain size and and we grow to a certain valuation there has been a lot of acquisitions in in our industry in our niche industry over the last few years the demand for security awareness training is growing exponentially mm-hmm. and once the larger companies realize that and they realize how much money they are leaving on the table for goldfish to take right an acquisition is going to be very very quick there so whether it is a a cyber insurance company that we partner with to train up their hundreds of thousands of global customers um but they're having to pay goldfish for for that um whether it's a global cyber security company um that wants to offer this as a product along their technical products and can see huge revenue for that for them down the line you know that we will probably only survive two years max in a partnership deal with one of these large companies before they see the money that's left on the table and we and we, and we get acquired very quickly so that we we really see our ability to sort of grow our model and show potential partners this is how much revenue you can actually make um right. and this is how much you're losing by partnering with us we see very 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 quick acquisition through that one got it got it perfect uh thank you so much we covered a lot uh of territory today so i i really appreciate you uh telling us about you know your thinking and about sort of uh how you're envisioning uh, uh you know the future for goldfish um so thank you for sharing that story and i really appreciate uh you taking the time out to uh sort of tell us that uh yeah Thanks very much. Yeah, it was uh, really really good chatting. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, talk soon. Thank you. Cheers.